Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey y'all, this is Kat Lee from InspiredToAction.com and you are listening to the Inspired to Action podcast. Now, you may know that on the blog lately, I've been doing a meal planning boot camp because last Thanksgiving, I shared with y'all that plantoeat.com was having a huge sale. Uh, They call it their Black Friday sale where their service was on sale for 50% off for a year of service. And I, I shared about that. I shared how much I love the service. And so many of you took up that offer that I wanted to make sure and follow through to help you learn how to use the site, take full advantage of it so that it's really a part of your life and something that you didn't just buy because it was on sale, but something that is actually serving you and making your life easier. So that's why I'm doing the meal planning boot camp on the blog, because meal planning is something that we all can do and that can make all of our lives easier. Whether we all do it or not is one thing, but it's something that we all can do to make our lives easier easier. And so I just wanted to to bring that opportunity to you, do the boot camp to kind of walk you through it, give you a little bit of accountability so that you can make the most of it. So in today's podcast, I wanted to specifically talk about some of my top meal planning tips because it's one thing to show you how to use a service, but I know not all of you are going to sign up for plan to eat, or maybe you already use another service or you already have another system, or maybe you're just not even convinced that it's a great idea. To, plan, to, to menu plan. So I wanted to cover a bit of that today and share some of my favorite tips with you to hopefully make your life a little bit easier. Because ultimately, being a mom isn't about meal planning. It's about loving our kids and walking in love and grace and patience. And the more that we can automate some of the typical things that we have to do as moms, the more energy we have to free up to invest into our children. And so Ultimately, frankly, that's why I meal plan. It's not because I love to be organized or because I love cooking, because neither of those things are exactly true. It's because I want to be able to give my best to my kids. I want to be able to maximize the time that I have with them after school. And I can do that if I meal plan, if I'm not stressing out about what we're eating, if I'm not feeding them junk because we're running through a drive-through line. So, okay, when we as we dive into this, I'm going to cover kind of five basic things. We're going to talk about why we meal plan, which I've covered a little bit. We're going to talk about how to make it easy. Uh, We're going to talk about a little bit of weekly preparation and what that looks like, and also how we can plan to fail and why we should plan to fail. And then finally, how to grocery shop with kids, because that can be a nightmare (laughs) and uh, it doesn't have to be. be. There are ways to make it simpler and make it a more enjoyable experience, and we'll talk about that as well. So as we dive in, First, let's just talk about why we meal plan. I covered that a little bit, 
that as we automate some of the more generic elements of motherhood and our responsibilities, we free up our time and energy so that we can play that extra game with our kids so that we're not stressed out and frustrated around dinner time, but we have time to help them with their homework or to um, sit with the baby after nap time. All of those things we want to, or at least I want to, I want to automate as much of motherhood as I can so that most of my motherhood is in mentoring and loving and investing in my kids and not just in the daily grind that gets undone day after day. That is one huge reason why I meal plan. Now, another reason why I meal plan is the old, I believe it's Ben Franklin. I could double check on this. Ben Franklin, I believe he says, you, you either, if you, if you fail to plan, you can plan to fail. So think about this. If you are wanting to lose 50 pounds, or how about this? Let's say you want to train for a marathon. And you say, in six months, I want to train for, I want to run a marathon. But if you don't make a plan for that training, and you really have no idea what you're doing, what are the odds that you are actually going to complete that marathon? Or if you're planning on losing 50 pounds, but you don't actually have a step-by-step plan for it, what are the odds that that's going to happen? Or let's pretend you're building a house. If you say, I want to build a new house, but if you don't have a detailed plan for it, is that actually going to happen? And in the same way, if we say, I want to eat healthier, I want to feed healthy foods to my kids, I want to be less stressed out. If we don't make a plan for those things, then they're not going to happen. And so if we meal plan, we allow ourselves to make healthier food choices. Because if there's some, I mean, ultimately, we do what's easiest. That's naturally how we are made, to do kind of the the path of least resistance. And so when it comes to be five o'clock dinner time, we're going to go with the easiest thing that we can do. And if we already have a healthy meal plan, maybe even some stuff pre-cooked, and we know already because we thought about in advance that it's a meal that everybody's going to like, we are so much less likely to go hit the drive-thru. We're going to make that choice to eat that healthy meal because we already planned for it. We're planning for our success. And then if you just multiply that over and over and out over, weeks upon weeks upon weeks of saving money by not going through the drive-thru, of feeling better, honestly, as a mom, that we're not you know, feeding all this junk and processed stuff to our kids. Although I totally do that. So this isn't like saying, hey, you need to eat this or eat that. But I know that as moms, we want to do the best for our kids. We want to do the best for ourselves so that we can give everything uh, that's in our hearts to give to our kids and to our husbands and to our, our families. But if we make a plan to eat healthy and give just our bodies that basic uh, need that we have of good nutrition and good vitamins and all that sort of thing, then we're making a plan for our success. And if we don't make any plan at all, it's kind of just, we're going to take that path of least resistance and we're just kind of setting ourselves up to fail. So I highly recommend some sort of meal planning, menu planning. I'm not saying you need to do my system. I'm not saying you need to use plantoeat.com. It's just what has worked for me and what I want to help you learn to do if it's something that you're interested in. So that is why I meal plan because I want to free up time and I want to be more successful in, in the way that I eat and the way that I feed my children and the things that I give to them. And, and I feel like as I have meal planned, is that even a verb? I'm making that up. As I meal plan, I am then, I kind of create this foundation. So, so once I started consistently making a meal plan, 
from there, I got to go back and kind of reevaluate, okay, what are these meals that I'm feeding? How can I make them healthier? And then once I did that, I could kind of reevaluate again and say, okay, these are healthier. How can I make them tastier? And then I could go back and reevaluate and say, okay, how can I make these less expensive to make? And you just gradually build a foundation as you grow in your meal planning to really optimize it for your family, for your budget, for your time. So I hope that kind of convinces you to at least look into meal planning if it's not something that you already do. Okay, so that's step one, why we meal plan. Number two, how do we make it easy? Because, you know, I have been there where I have sat at my dining room table. I may have been pregnant at the time, but I, I specifically remember sitting at my dining room table with recipes and to-go menus spread out all over the dining room table, and I was crying because <laughs> I didn't know what to do for dinner. There was this inner battle inside of me. I think it's Jen Hatmaker in the book Seven, where she talks about going to the grocery store. And she has, I believe it's three, these three inner conflicting personalities. The one that's the super healthy person, the one that's the super budget conscious. And I forget what the other one is. But basically, as she walks through the grocery store, they're having this inner battle and it makes it so hard to shop. And that is exactly how I felt at the dining room table because healthy cat did not want to go get takeout. But exhausted cat was like, we've just got to get go get takeout. And I was just, I didn't know what to do. I felt frustrated because I hadn't had a plan. I was hungry. My family was hungry. And I knew I needed to do something quick, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money. So I just sort of backed myself into this corner. Now, when we meal plan, we can make all that go away. Because we can change things up. We can go ahead and get takeout. But we already have a plan. We have a backup plan that we can fall back on instead of just sitting there staring, not sure what to do. So how do we make it simple and easy? First, we just think about having progress over perfection. So as you gather all your recipes, they don't need to be alphabetized. You don't need to have them in order by course. They don't need to be digitized and have print backup copies and a cute little box with you know, all the recipe cards in it. All you need to do to start off with is just gather a few recipes that you know everyone in your family likes. Pull those together and kind of put those into a menu plan for the week. And you can just start out with dinners. You could just start out by planning all your dinners for the week and let kind of breakfast and lunch take care of themselves because we're focusing on progress over perfection. Menu planning doesn't mean that you have three meals a day cooked, planned, and ready to go. It simply means that we're starting to be intentional with the way that we approach our food and the things that we put in our body. So to make it easy, give yourself grace. Pick out five recipes that you know that your family likes and plan those out for a week. Now what I do in the plan to eat software is I've picked those out and I make those into what they call a menu plan ultimately that I can then just drag and drop and reuse. So as you go through this process, you can make those menu plans of of recipes that work together well and that you know that everyone likes. And maybe every now and then you can throw in a creative recipe. So maybe four days a week. I typically only cook five days a week. And then the other days we eat out of the freezer or one day we might get takeout or eat out or something. So you, for example, you take four or five days a week, you cook. And then the other day of the week, you use a new recipe. 
So it doesn't have to be all family favorites, but as you go through this process, you'll be able to figure out what works for your family. Okay, so once we've kind of figured out that we, we make a menu plan for each week, then we think about how do I prepare each week? So I have these recipes that I'm going to cook, but how do I get it all ready? It still, it still sounds really confusing. So what I started doing is every Saturday or Sunday, I kind of go back and forth. I really, I made my plan. I head to the grocery store. And then as soon as I come home, I actually purchased an additional crock pot just for my meal planning. Because when I get home from the grocery store, I'm, I usually go in the morning. So that's my high energy time of day. And I'm already doing stuff. So I'm already, you know, going. We don't usually have a lot going on those mornings if it's before church or before a soccer game, because I like to go typically early in the morning. And I'll just pull out all the crock pots and pots on the stove, and I'll cook as many things at once as I can. Now, I will say that I have a lot of recipes that are crock pot recipes or that it's just, you know, putting a bunch of stuff in a pot. I have lots of soup recipes, uh, chili, that sort of thing. So I'll pull out all those crock pots and I'll just get things going. I, I also buy frozen vegetables. I know that's probably not the nutritional ideal, but I don't want to spend time chopping up onions and green peppers all the time. And I know that if I have to do that, that's just one more obstacle to me putting a healthy meal on the table each night. So for now, I give myself that grace and I just buy a lot of frozen vegetables instead of doing all that prep. Now, if you're wanting to do all that prep, you could do all that that one day. For me, I just like to get stuff in the crock butts, get stuff cooked, and then I usually put a lot of it in the freezer. Uh, another thing to make it a little bit more simple is that I make similar recipes uh, that use similar ingredients and go together. So for example, one night I might bake a chicken, and then the next day I might make chicken noodle soup. And then if there's still more chicken leftovers, I might make quesadillas. So that way, one, you're getting the most out of it and there aren't leftovers going bad in your fridge. But then on top of that, you're really um, just optimizing what you spent money on and you're creating a menu plan that, that works together. And then you can take it to the next level because your family might get sick of chicken. So what you can do is then, obviously, uh, chicken noodle soup and quesadillas, both of those will freeze really well and will make a great lunch or dinner later on. But I try to make the most of the things that I buy and, and group similar meals and cook them in the same time frame so that I can maximize those ingredients. And like I said, I do a lot of freezer meals as well. I plan my meals for the week and a lot of times I'll cook fresh. But it's also nice on nights when I'm not feeling like cooking to know that there's healthy stuff in the freezer. Okay, so we've talked about why we meal plan to make more room in our lives to do the more important things of loving our family, of serving them, investing in them, mentoring them, and sort of automating some of the more day-to-day -day things that we do. We've talked about how to make it easier by making menu plans that we can reuse and repeat over and over. And again, obviously you're not going to use the same meal plan every single week, but you can make a meal plan and then reuse it you know, every month, every couple months, I have menu plans that are good for different seasons of the year, summer recipes and winter recipes, that sort of thing. Then we also talked about doing some weekly prep. Uh, again, I like to do that when I get home from the grocery store, just throwing all that stuff in pots, getting things cooked, meat prepared. If I'm making a lot of stuff with ground meat, then I'll just try to cook it all right then. 
I'll cook a bunch of taco meat in advance, that sort of stuff. And now we're talking about how we can plan to fail. Because no matter how well planned out you are, no matter how disciplined you are, there are going to be nights when you just don't feel like following through with what's on your menu plan. Or you're going to find out that all of a sudden your son had a basketball game rescheduled and now you need to go to a basketball game. So there's no time to cook dinner. So maybe you should just go through the drive through For nights like that, I love to have backup plans. And I have a couple levels of that. I already mentioned that I like to have things in the freezer and I like to have my freezer stocked full. But I also like to have extra things in the pantry that I can use in a pinch. And usually, honestly, this is stuff like just canned tuna or canned chicken. Not necessarily the nutritionally optimal things to have in your pantry, but it's better than grabbing a Big Mac. And these different levels of backup plans are so helpful to me when I'm just not sure what to do. Maybe I've gone a week when I just didn't even meal plan at all. And so the whole week, I'm just shooting off the hip. That's why it's so helpful to have those meals already in the freezer and having a bunch of different varieties of things. So for example, I've mentioned that I have chicken noodle soup in the freezer usually. I also have chili in the freezer a lot and then a thing that I call salsa chicken. And what I like about chili and salsa chicken is they can be used so many different ways. You can really uh, disguise them for your family. So you could have just you know regular old run-of-the-mill chili. Or you can use it and have it over a baked potato. Baked potato with the chicken salsa. Sometimes I serve it over rice and add some avocado to it and sour cream. Sometimes I'll put it in a burrito. Sometimes I'll put it over chips, and it'll be like uh, salsa chicken nachos. And so I like having those recipes that I can use lots of different ways, so it doesn't feel like I'm feeding the same thing to my family over and over again. And, and those are also really healthy options as well. I also like to have things that my kids can just grab and go because after school, they're hungry. And instead of just having them snack on chips and crackers, I'd rather them eat something that's actually, you know, a meal. And so I like to fill my freezer with burritos, breakfast burritos or dinner burritos or just, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Sometimes I will use uh, bread rolls and and you you can get those Rhodes rolls. Obviously, it would be ideal if I made my own bread dough. I'm not there yet. So I'll just use those Rhodes rolls and I will fill them with things. You can fill them with lunch meat or with a lot of times I'll make like little calzones with them. And just having stuff like that in the freezer is just a great option for them when they're snacking and they're wanting something junky. It's not that they actually want the junky thing necessarily. It's more that they just want something that's simple and that they can get themselves. So I just like to let them know that when they're having a snack, they can always have something out of the freezer or something that's fruit or vegetable. So again, we're not always going to remember to meal plan. Life is going to get busy. But if we have those backup plans in place, we're less likely to ditch the whole thing altogether. Because I don't know about you, but oftentimes when I'm trying to adopt a new habit, when I fail at it, I then just want to quit completely. And that's never going to give us the progress that we want. So if we know that at some point, you know, I'm not perfect. I know someday this isn't, you know, I'm not going to get around to this. If you'd go ahead and when you have the energy initially, you you make a whole bunch of chili. You put it in the freezer. And you know, you can even freeze PB&J sandwiches if you just want to start there. Um, there's so many great things that you can have in your freezer. And you can have those just ready to go so that when you don't feel like it, you can still put a healthy meal on the table for your family. Okay. The last thing we're going to talk about today is shopping with kids because that can be hard. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have more kids than I do. I have three kids, 
And there was definitely a season in my life when shopping with them was such a challenge. But I've learned a couple different things that really make it easier. One is that I try to, I would when they were littler, I would try to hit the library before we went grocery shopping. Maybe not necessarily that day, but maybe the day before. So they had some fresh books to read. And yes, that would mean that I would push them in the cart and, you know, have to stuff the groceries all around them. But it certainly kept them occupied and not distracting me from trying to shop in the process. The other thing that helps when you're shopping with kids is to have that meal plan, to know what's on your list, exactly what you really need so that you're not getting distracted by them asking, ooh, can I have this? Ooh, we need that. You've already thought it through. You've thought about the meals you're going to have that week. You've thought about your snacks. And so you're not dropping an extra $50 at the grocery store because your kids are suggesting all these different ideas. Uh, so, So then another thing that I like to do as they got older is sometimes I would go grocery shopping on the weekends, as I had mentioned earlier. And I'd go really early. And I guess this is helpful if you like the mornings or if your kids like them. But I would make it special time. So my husband would be home because it would be a weekend. And each week I would alternate with one of my kids and they would get to go to the grocery store with mommy. And we would always get a special treat. Usually I love those kind bars. I don't know if they, if you've ever had one of those. They're delicious and they're pretty good for you. So I would let them get that, get a kind bar and maybe some hot chocolate. <laughs> and that's totally balancing out any nutritional value that was in the kind bar. But I would get coffee They would get hot chocolate and we would get a kind bar. And then it would just be them and me for this, you know, usually take about an hour shopping trip. And I would always let them pick out one special thing that, you know, one extra thing that wasn't on the list. I'll let them pick out one thing. And they really enjoyed that time. And it was always so important for me to keep up with whose turn it was because it was something that they really, really looked forward to. When I didn't have opportunity to just take one at a time, When they got a little bit older, I would have activities for them to do. So like a checklist. At one point in time, I would have a little checklist of things to look out for. You know, like look out for the the sushi lady that gives sushi samples. And then they could check it off. You know, kind of like a road trip bingo, like one of those things. And they would be able to look out for things. So they're kind of occupied as they go through the store. Then as they got a little bit older, I would have them add things up. I would give them a few items and they would have to notice the price and figure out how much these things add up to. And then now that they're older, my kids are now 12, 10, and 7. My 7-year-old doesn't do this yet, but my older girls do. Or maybe my 7-year-old will, but he'll go with one of his sisters. I send them on search and destroy missions. Now, I don't I think I actually say the destroy part. Mostly I just call them missions because... If my son took a hold of that destroy part, he might actually do something. But the idea is I've assigned them certain things to go get, and they get to go off by themselves to go get those items. And they think that is incredibly fun. They feel very grown up being able to go around the grocery store themselves. Now, I don't know the personality types of your kids or how old they are, so that would definitely be something you would have to decide for yourself if they're old enough and mature enough to be able to do that. But once you feel like that your children are, then it is a really fun thing for them to do. I actually now I print out a separate list for my girls and they'll often go together and find the items that I need. And it's just really helpful then later on if I need my husband to go to the grocery store at some point, my kids know exactly what to look for. You know, they know exactly where it is and it makes it so much easier on him if he has to get a bunch of stuff as well. So 
those are a few things that make it so much easier when we go to the grocery store and uh, makes it almost something that I look forward to doing with my kids. And I have to say, actually, at this point, I prefer to go to the grocery store with my children rather than without, because when I'm by myself, I just overthink everything. I overthink the health value of everything that I put in the cart, how much it costs. When you're with kids, the one the one positive besides the the time that you get to spend with them is that you just you just got to go. You just got to get what's on your list, and so you don't dilly dally. Um, but I hope that you, that helps a little bit to make your your shopping trips with your children more enjoyable and a time that they look forward to, as well as something you look forward to. So again, just to wrap it all up. There's really so much power in planning, whether it's meal planning or goal planning or vacation planning, whatever it is, we get so much more out of things when we think about them in advance and decide ahead of time instead of in the moment when we're tired or hungry or whatnot. And if we can really make a meal plan and and a system that works over and over again for us, you can literally free up hours and hours every month that you can spend with your family, that you can spend relaxing and rejuvenating because you've just taken an hour or two ahead of time each month to think through what you're going to be eating as a family. And you've made this plan and that little bit of preparation time frees up literally 10 times that much in the months to come. So I hope this is something that you'll consider doing. And I hope that these tips have really helped you. And honestly, more than anything, I hope that this information allows you to spend some extra time with your kids, to spend some extra time with your husband, that it eliminates stress and frustration in your life. And um, I'd love to hear in the comments uh, any tips that you might have about meal planning and menu planning. All right, now before we go, I have two quick announcements for you. The first one is, of course, this podcast is brought to you by plantoeat.com. You can check out their free 30-day trial. Just go to plantoeat.com forward slash inspired to action, and you can get that free trial as well as check out the little video that I made for you. And it ties in perfectly, obviously, with this whole meal planning boot camp. My whole goal with all of this is to make one area of your life simpler so that you have that much more peace that much more opportunity to rest in your life and to rejuvenate yourselves and to invest in your family as well. So uh, the other announcement that I have is that Sally Clarkson's Mom Heart Conference is going to be coming up. There's one, I think, in Colorado, actually, this weekend. But then the California one and the Dallas one are coming up in February. And I highly, highly recommend attending those, at at the very least checking those out online. You can go to momheartconference.com. I'll be speaking at the Dallas one and some of my good friends will be speaking at the other ones as well. So definitely go to momheartconference.com. Check that out. And if you come to the Dallas one, I hope you'll look for me and say hi because I would love, love, love to meet you. I get all y'all's emails and I see your reviews on iTunes and it just warms my heart and I would love for it to be so much more interactive, like actually sitting down and eating, eating a meal together or something. So If any of you are coming to the Dallas one, definitely look for me because I'd love to chat with you. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in.